Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? Antoine here, back with another episode of the Open Minded Podcast, episode four. Um, so appreciative, like I said, once again, to have this platform, man. I'm here once again, back with another episode. Yet another week has passed. Um, and we here, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the date is February 11, 2018. Um, in this episode, man, I'm gonna talk about a couple of things. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you guys too long. Um, first thing I'm gonna talk about today, uh, if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, you know I am a basketball fanatic, an NBA junkie, the whole nine. Um, and if you follow the NBA the way I do, you know that the trade deadline actually passed uh, February 8th. Uh, so with that being stated, um, like I said, it is now February 11th. So all the trades are in, it's locked in, it's going down from here. After All-Star break, this is who the teams are going with. Um, then, obviously, some teams made some minute trades uh, throughout the trade deadline. But it, but it's not really going to be championship-contending type trades. Um, the only team that really made a lot of whole bunch of noise uh, would be everybody's, you know, I mean, we're in Ohio. Come on now, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers cleaned house, man. They took everybody out. Everybody, don't nobody got a job there no more, man, except Shump. I'm sorry, not even Shump. Damn, he gone. Um, J.R. Braun, uh, the rookie Osmond, um, and Tristan Thompson, obviously still there, man. Everybody else gone. They didn't take everybody's job. Uh, basically what happened is, uh, the rookie GM, um, Kobe Osmond, I believe his name is, uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, basically he just cleaned house. You know what I'm saying? He, I feel like he could sense that Brown wasn't happy. Um, and he, he did something about it. Got to give the man some credit for that, man. He's a young GM. Uh, I believe he's a rookie GM, um, and he saw that his star, um, his uh, franchise, was in turmoil. And in turn, he cleared out house. Uh, so basically what he did, man, uh, the man traded IT, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Shannon Fry, Dwayne Wade, Amon Shumpert, Derrick Rose, and he got rid of that 2018 first-round pick. Um, and in return, uh, he got George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., um, now if I'm just grading the trade as a whole, I think it's a phenomenal trade. I mean, come on, IT's injured. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, I understand, you know, the Lakers just played, I believe yesterday he dropped 22 and six, give him his credit, but he wasn't helping the Cavs. Let's just keep it a buck. I mean, Crowder was kind of a shell of himself, man, from last year, averaging 15, being a lockup defensive horror, not really doing that. Channing Fry obviously is uh, aging along with Wade. Shumpert wasn't really even playing. Uh, Rose didn't even know if he wanted to be in the NBA. Um, so, you know, I mean, it was smart to clear house. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really have nothing. Uh, like, I mean, if he would have kept that team together, come on, man, they wasn't winning. I mean, that's just a fact. That's just what it is. So he was smart to clear house. And like I said, I mean, he got George Hill, who was third in the NBA in a three-point percent of shooting. Everybody know LeBron James needs shooters on this team. Rodney Hood, averaging 16 a game for the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson, I believe he's second in the NBA, um, is scoring all for the bench. Uh, and then Larry Nance Jr., everybody knows that that man's a highlight reel. Uh, so if I'm just grading this trade, it was phenomenal, not only from a perspective of the team and the personnel, but the fact that a rookie GM is able to pull this off. I mean, come on, get a man some credit. That's a big move. Uh, everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? Once again, if you're following the NBA the way I do, you know that everybody knows that the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. That's just what it is. Everybody see it. Everybody know it. Um, and they actually played today. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a game. Um, the, the, the end score was 121 to 99. The Cavs blew him out the water. And it was in Boston. 
and they was retiring Paul George. I mean, I'm sorry, Paul Pierce's jersey. Come on. They retired the man's jersey and got blown out the water. They had all the momentum. You at home, you got a legend retiring that man's jersey, and it didn't matter. That shows me the Cavs are something to mess with, man. Now, like I said it before on my previous podcast, they not beating the Warriors, but it's going to be more entertaining. I mean, if, I mean, you just got to look at the stats. George Hill drops drops 12 off the bench. No, I'm sorry. George Hill started. He dropped 12. Rodney Hood off the bench, drops 15. Clarkson off the bench, drops 17. Larry Nance, I mean, he had five before, but you know what I'm saying? He just does the dirty things the way Tristan Thompson does. Um, and not to mention, obviously, you know what I'm saying? LeBron James, the best to ever do it, 24, 10, and 8. It was not a contest. Terry Rozier was the leader for the uh, for the Boston Celtics. He he led he led their team. Come on, come on, man. The Cavs not only played phenomenal offense, but they played lockdown defense, man. Shut the Boston Celtics down. They looking scary, man. For real, they look looking scary. For real, man. I mean, as bad as the defense was for the Cavs uh, this past season, uh, you know, I believe this is the first time in a long time that they held. Um, a team to under 100 points. I mean, 99, but it's still not 100, you know what I'm saying? And they still managed to score 121 points. Um, so as good as an offensive threat Kyrie is, uh, as good as a system uh, the Celtics have with uh, Brad Stevens, I just don't see them beating the Cavs, man. Now that they revamped their team, um, they're younger, they're faster, they're quicker. Um, I think they're a better collective unit. I mean, obviously, I understand that this is a small sample size, but, I mean, I just think that they're definitely going to win the, the, the East uh, handily. Uh, I say Cavs in four. I'm sorry, Cavs in five, actually. I give them a game. I give the Celtics a game. Uh, and then the Cavs are going to go ahead and turn around and go get beat uh, in five to the Warriors. So it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but, hey, it makes for good entertaining TV, and I'll take that. And the last thing I want to touch on, man, like I said, I'm not going to keep you guys too long. Uh, me and a couple of coworkers and a couple of friends have been talking throughout the week. Uh, and the big topic that's 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 been brought up uh, was – it's flirting cheating. Uh, and the best way that I can answer that question uh, would be this. If you and your significant others are in a relationship and you're happy um, and the lines of communication is open, I'm pretty sure that you guys have had uh, discussions um, about certain scenarios that may have happened. Um, and if you feel and if she feels um, you and her feel like flirting is cheating and you feel like it disrespects the boundaries of the relationship, then I guess it would be cheating. Uh, but what you got to understand is the only way to truly, truly examine um, and discuss that topic is for communication, for the lines of communication to be open. If you're not willing to talk to uh, your woman and ladies, you're not willing you're you're not willing to talk to your man. You will never be able to establish the rules of the relationship and understand if flirting is cheating or not. If anything, you know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to speak to each other. Listen, I think this is wrong. You shouldn't be liking pictures on Facebook. You shouldn't be double tapping on Instagram, whatever the case may be. Um, you need to discuss that. You need to understand that, listen, this is how I feel. This is my emotions. This is how I feel about the situation. That's how you feel about it. And then you come to an agreement. That's the only way that things are going to work. Um, if you've been listening to my podcast, I want to appreciate you. You know uh, that I'm a happily married man. You know what I'm saying? I've been with my wife um, coming up on nine years. We've been married since September 16th. Um, and we discuss these things. That's one thing that I'm blessed to, to be able to say. I've never, ever had to deal with cheating in my relationship. No, things are not perfect. I'm not about to sit here and lie to y'all, but at the end of the day, we don't have those issues because we discuss it. The lines of communication are open. We can definitely work on it, of course, man, but we wouldn't be able to establish those rules and establish that that understanding between each other if the lines of communication were not open. So the only way that I can truly say it's flirting and cheating would be to 
ask you, like answer a question with a question. Have you talked to your lady? Have you talked to your man about that situation? If y'all ain't talked about it, you cannot say flirting is cheating or you can't say it, it isn't. You can't say anything, man, because the rules have not been established in the relationship. If you think it is disrespecting the boundaries of the relationship, then yes, it's cheating. But if you haven't talked about it, how can you discuss it? If you don't know, how can you determine it? So you got to understand, you got to talk to each other. You got to fill each other out. You got to understand how they feel and respect how they feel. And if you respect one another in a relationship and you're able to be monogamous, then, you know, I'm not the one for you to answer that. You know what I'm saying? That's for your significant other too. So in my, in my relationship, I don't think it's cheating. I don't flirt or disrespect my wife in any way, shape or form like that. Uh, but honestly, man, my wife is so secure in our relationship and I am as well that even if we did, man, it really wouldn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Cause she know, she know I'm coming home and I know she come home. That's all that matters, man. All right, y'all, I appreciate you for your time. Like I said before, I'm not going to keep you guys too long. I just want to appreciate and thank everybody, man, that listens. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm so thankful, man. Like I said, if, if you haven't downloaded the Anchor app, man, please do so. Download the app. Listen to me, man. Podcast coming every week. I'm probably going to start doing it a little more often, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to utilize, you know what I'm saying, the whole platform, man. It just, it just, it just get a feel for it. I think I'm getting better. Uh, let me know how y'all feel. Um, as always, I'm definitely going to leave you guys with the prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, I come for you today. Thank you, Lord, once again for this opportunity, for this platform. Um, and just, Lord, just continue to be able to help me, Lord, to feed my listeners, man, for them to interact with me. Um, and just continue to let your love and your presence be felt in my life and in my listeners' lives. Um, and help me, Lord, to just continue to grow and get better as a servant for you, Lord. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. All right, y'all. Appreciate you for your time, man. I feel like I murdered these topics. Let me know how you feel. And above all, stay open-minded. Love.